like, all right, man, finally here. Gonna get ready to record some Up in Smoke, new episode for 88. I just gotta get into the studio. God damn it, it's locked. Freddy, I don't even know why he locked the door. He knew I was coming. Hey, Freddy, open the door, it's me. Hey, Freddy. Freddy, you hear me? Open the door. Who is it? Santos. Who? Open the door. Who? Nerd, open the freaking door. Why are you messing around? It's Santos. Open the door. Santos? Hey, Santos not here, man. Now let's fire up those time circuits, set it to 1978, because today we're traveling back in time to revisit Up in Smoke. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. Welcome back to another episode of 88 Miles Per Hour Podcast. I am your host, Santos, and as always, I am joined by... Freddy Morales, como están todos? Bienvenidos al show. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Today, if you're listening to us on the the national holiday, <laughs> that is Hell yeah. 420, you are in for a treat. That's right, we are releasing a special 420 episode. And this episode, we are bringing you the 1978 film Up in Smoke. That's right. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> Woo. All right. Like, before we start talking about the movie, let's uh, let let's we're gonna give you a little bit of a, a behind the scenes of our podcast. All right. So right now, this is Monday night. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we had planned to record this on Sunday. So my goal was to do, you know what? We're going to do an episode and I want, I'm, we're going to do it high. Like that's the best way to do this episode. We have to be high. 420, let's do it. So what happened? Freaking, I decided like, I, I've taken a gummy before for one of the episodes. So I thought, you know what? It was five milligrams. I'm going to step it up a notch because I've had the sleepy time ones at 10 milligrams and it knocked me the hell out. So I'm like, all right, you know, I'll take an extra gummy, you know, so I did too. Mira, 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 mira. I take extra gummy, mira. <laughs> Mr. Tough Guy right here. Mr. Tough Guy. Give me three. Let me I'm tough. <laughs> so I took two and me and Freddie, as we're going to get ready to record, we're sitting on Zoom. It starts hitting me, but fuck, man. It it started making the room spin bad. Like, I wow, felt dude. so dizzy. Just thinking about it right now is, is making me dizzy. That's, like, <laughs> that's like, that's like, that's like uh, a hangover with wine, bro. Oh. Dizzy? I've never heard of a pot making you dizzy. Like yeah, that. it was like making get? the room spin and everything. And I, and Freddie's like, you know what, bro? Go lay down, like go, go relax, take a, you know, take your shoes off, you know. So I went to, I went to go lay down, dude. (laughs) And my wife knew what was up, right? She knew what we were going to do. 
And there's so many times where like she would come talk to me. And I'm like, if I, afterwards, I would ask her, did we just have a conversation? <laughs> did you just ask me? She's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, because I just, I thought I thought we did. But I, I was just like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I was tripping, but it it didn't feel like weed, bro. It felt like as if I was on acid or some shit. Yeah, like, bro. They gave you the wrong package, bro. Yeah. It was like, what the hell? Like, yeah. It, like that was, it, that was for someone else. Weed doesn't make you feel like that, bro. No. See, yeah. if I would have done like a vape or some shit, maybe it would have been a different story, you know? Yeah. But, you know, like, you know, that would, that, of course, we're taking, I take sativa, you know? Yeah. When I'm talking, it's 420 for me every day, bro. So. <laughs> 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 Ever since that pandemic, it's yeah. been 420, dog. 420. My mom's like, 420, mijo. <laughs> <laughs> we're going, I mean, estos par de marihuanos. And yes, it is. We're celebrating 420. And if you don't know what 420 is, guess 420. What is 420? It's just April 20. Yeah. Well, because I remember, like, when I was in high school, you would always hear 420s, like, oh, that's the call sign for the cops and the drugs. Like, you, you know, and but I don't think that was true. I don't remember why. Why is, I'm not a. It's pilot. evolved. I don't know, it, bro. It's it's evolved. It's evolved. I didn't become. I didn't. I didn't start smoking pot till later in my life, bro. There was pot during my high school in the '80s. I saw yeah. other kids doing it, but I couldn't bring that shit at home. My dad would be like, "Hey, I don't want no druggies, no drogadictos, no marihuanos. If you don't marihuanos, go outside, fuera." Yeah. And I didn't want to do that to my parents, but dude, I was around. All my friends were smoking pot, but yeah, that's how it was for me, dude. In, in high school, like everybody was fucking it's hardcore just, potheads. It's and just sm- a man. You froze, bro. I, okay, I just lost Freddie. All right, well, while Freddie's gone, I'm gonna tell you guys a nice happy story. All right, so <laughs> if any of my friends listen from high school to my show, they're gonna hate me. <laughs> but like, all right, so. So when it comes to, you know, freaking in high school, like I wasn't really a pilot, like my friends, like they smoked out a lot, but here's <laughs> whenever potheads here, no, nah, I've never done it. They always want to be the first to get you high. Like, Oh, what? He's like, he's like, Oh, come on here. I'll, I'll, I'll get, I'll, you know what? Come smoke. I'll give you a joint, whatever. Like get high with me. So anytime, because I knew a lot of people in high school, anytime I was around people, I would act like I've never done it before. (laughs) So one, I never once paid. I never pitched in anything because they always want to be like the oh this is your first time all right no 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 i got you i got you <laughs> ah those are the tricks to get a free choice so uh, i did that play, I, all the time dude i'm not <laughs> saying i did it a lot because there was you know as how many times you could pull it off but i did it plenty times where i was like all right i'm not gonna do it and i'm, I'm like just so yeah so i always got the freedom because they always knew like He's like, oh, no, Santos, he's clean, dude. He doesn't want to do it. No, nah, you know, I'll, I'll try to get him. And, yeah, I would always get hooked up all the time, dude. I never paid dude, once. Dude, marijuana, I remember when I first saw marijuana in the house, my grandmother, Mama Cello, God rest her soul, who lived to, to be 100, passed away three years ago. Dude, she used to have a jar with marijuana leaf and alcohol inside or something, and it was to cure arthritis it was to cure a rash whatever but they always had it was like so it's funny because we you know my generation like my parents and then my grandparents they all had 
a jar with marijuana. I'm like, first of all, how'd you get the marijuana? Where did you get the marijuana? Oh, from the special doctor <laughs> in the neighborhood. Oh, are you serious? You know what? <laughs> yeah, bro. Is that a Latino thing or a Mexican? Yes, it is. It's a Mexican thing. Because bro. my my wife, like, I remember, like, when when we first moved, like, where the pantry, there was a jar of all this weed. I'm like, the hell? Why is that there? He's like, he's like, he's like, oh, it's weed. It's like, for it's medicine. Like, it's medicine. It's medicine, bro. Let me see if I could get my love. Uh, I have a question for you. If you could come over here real quick. Yeah, because every you know you said it like everybody at the house had a jar. Yeah. So what? Because he's telling me that everybody that he knew, like all the adults, like the older generation, like all they all have jars of marijuana, but it's for medicine purposes. We had a jar. What was it for? We have. Have yes, he has. Oh, you have. So you do have. So every Mexican yeah, in the family has a jar. Why do we have it? Because you use it for like sore muscles. Sore yeah, muscles. Arth- yeah, exactly. Arthritis, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. See if you have lumas. Yeah. Rimas. That's not rimas. Rimas. What's rimas? You must. Growing pains. Yeah, when you have growing pains, it's much easier to say it in English. Yeah. If you have growing pains. Why don't you yes. even say it like that? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Should you take some edibles right now? <laughs> so um what you call it? All right, so yeah, see it's a it's a, it's a Mexican thing then because he's saying a lot of his family, the older family members had bars of jar god damn it, jars of gar of jars of gars. Did this shit literally <laughs> kick in already? <laughs> jars jars of- marijuana. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I didn't want Milo to share. Yeah, I'm, I'm no. getting, uh, you know, we're going to have a party today. But yeah, yes, yes. okay. So yeah, so ladies and gentlemen, you know, you know, you go to Latinos, you know, you know anybody, they probably have a jar of weed. Because you but never know, not, dude. It's you not to get know. high. No, no. You, your you never, bones, you, you, no. Your, your knees. Yeah. Well, the thing is, you never know, because as Mexicans, we like to have parties. And my wife is looking at me weird for some. Why? Because why well, it is, right? It's for sore aches and pains. See, sores, aches, and pains. That's what it's for. Right? Real Mexicans have that. You yeah. probably didn't. Real me- no, we we didn't know. Yeah, right. My dad would be like, yes, okay. Nah. My dad didn't even want to let me to learn how to play a guitar because he thought I was gonna get get into drugs. You know, my father, my father was just strict, like flat out. My dad was old school, like my dad was like Pedro Infante, like that's something that my old school my dad was like. Yeah, no. Nah. And uh, he was I like, hey, really? school. Sure. he was like, if you can be in music, I don't want chingaderas. I don't want no drugs. So I didn't do it in marijuana because I, I just, you know, I just, I wasn't interested at first of all. And then, yeah, I had friends, but I wasn't hanging out with the marijuanos. I would see, I would see them with other friends and then they would be smoking. And then they would, of course, they were like, hey, Freddie, man, you want to try it out? Have you ever tried it? And yeah, I did see, try it one what, time. There was yeah. a peer pressure because I was at a party. It was funny. Oh, look at that peer pressure. I mean, I mean I peer pressure. <laughs> it was peer pressure, bro. It was very, you know. And they're, they're like, come like, on, Freddie. Yeah, everybody come was, come on. Come Mr. on, Duran, get over here. I mean, come on, Mr. Dave Gahan. I mean, I'm Mr. Duran Duran. Come on. Come on, man. What do come you on, dude. Are you clean? That's why you can't do it. Right. And my best friend's like, you got to do it, bro. You're going to call yeah. you, man. That's it. You got to do gonna it. They're going to make dude. fun of you make fun of you you're gonna be you know like you know the duck of the school what the, the duck of wait the what the duck of the, the, duck the school, of the school? What's i don't that? know bro i've never I don't heard know. that i've never heard of that either <laughs> you just came up with it now the duck of the school <laughs> I, I 
wanted to use another word, but I can't use that. Oh, word. oh, I, so I, yeah. There you go. See what I, I mean? No, no, no. I know. I, I know what they would have called you. Yeah, I understand. I that word. Because but I want I, in high school. Living, that's what it been. You didn't want to drink. That's what they would. You, they would call you. Come exactly. on, man, the hey, you duck. School. You're the duke of the school. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, if we could get duke shirts school, made, that's dude. a shirt. Oh my duck god, the school. So, so, but yeah, so, so I took a, I took a hit of this joint. First time, bro. First time, right? Yeah. So I, my friend goes, and everybody's, oh, all right, Freddie. And I, <laughs> yeah, I did all that shit. And then I was like, God, I'm going to get the fuck out of here. So I went to the kitchen and there was a, this was at a ditching party, bro. Oh, those are the best. This, this happened in 85. Get this. So oh, I'm, in the, okay. I'm in the kitchen. I'm in the kitchen. Yeah. Wow. 15 years old. <laughs> <laughs> wow but first this i mean this was the first time and after that i never tried it you know yeah 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 first pressure it was the peer pressure <laughs> and then, so then, <laughs> dude i'm in the kitchen bro and i start cracking up and then these girls are looking at me and i'm looking at them and i'm like cracking up dude just <laughs> yeah you know and they're like freddie what's up dude i go i don't know dude i can't stop laughing <laughs> i'm just laughing and all of a sudden the earthquake starts there's an earthquake bro oh and there was that Northridge earthquake in 85. What? No, Northridge was in 85. Wait, wait, wasn't it? Was no, it? Wait, Northridge wait. was 92 or 93. Oh, sorry. No, there was way. there was one in 85, wait but it wasn't Northridge, bro. Okay, it wasn't earthquake, Northridge. That was later. Yeah, that was 90, 90, 90 something, Northridge, because I know uh, it was in the what, early 90s. Well, I wasn't, it was, okay, sorry. It doesn't matter, it was LA. The it was LA, the I don't know, it gets all that, <laughs> and they're like, hey, that wasn't an earthquake, dude, that was a fart. <laughs> no, no, seriously, so anyways, the fucking earth started shaking, bro, and all this crazy, all like, oh my God, imagine I'm high for the first time, and then a fucking earthquake hits. Dude, Damn. my heart, my heart came out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah, it hurt. I was sure the duck of the school that day for sure, dude. <laughs> fucking. We all ran. Everybody was, oh, dude, my parents are going to be calling. Everybody ran. It was like they ran back to school trying to jump the fucking fence to get back because they're going to be doing roll calls. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, so no. Dude, it was like, oh, everybody's running. I said, fuck it, man. I'm going to come up with a lie. I'm going to say that I jumped out of Holy the class crap, that's and I just. The worst. And then, and then I told my parents, like, where were you? Oh, I just fucking ran out of school, man. I just came. I walked. I walked all fucking day, dude. Yeah. <laughs> my house. Yeah. See, that's why, like, I didn't want to risk, like, whenever we oh, would go dude. somewhere or whatever, like, at, like, lie, I would be, like, scared because, like, right there, the dude, earthquake. You guys dude. are all supposed to be in school. I'm just going to, I'm going to share this story with you. This is for, for our listeners only. Yeah. Second time I felt an earthquake. I was on a date that night. Oh. We had a great time. We went dancing. We know that. And then after that, you know, da, 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 you want to see my duck? <laughs> She's like, yeah, I want to see your, I want to see your duck. So and then I went to go see the duck. And dude, the fucking earth starts shaking, bro. <laughs> Two o'clock in the morning, bro. I was like, oh, fuck. We weren't even, we weren't even home. We had to get up and get the fuck out of there, dude. <laughs> 
Oh my god, dude! It was like it was a sign. I was like, maybe I shouldn't be messing around with this chick. I don't know. Or, or no, maybe it was. Or maybe like, it was that good. It was the, that the good. love was so powerful. <laughs> you made the earth shake. I know. Did you have did you have uh, the burn mark on your butt by then or no? That was no. Later. That that was later. But that, fucking, <laughs> that guy still has a scar of his in his ass. And if you're probably wondering, what are you guys talking about? There's a podcast about that ass yes. burn. Yeah, if you want to know some of our crazy, horrible, uh, not Valentine stories, but they were just like relationship or dating mishaps and everything, listen to our Valentine's Day episode special. I don't remember what number it is, but it was recent because <laughs> then yeah. you'll know what we're talking about with Freddie's uh, ass. And <laughs> let, let's let's I'm going to I'm going to because I. I did a lot of homework on the on these guys like Cheech and Chong. Years ago, I saw the E True Hollywood story on Cheech and Chong, but I didn't really remember a lot of it. Right. So I was like, you know what? I want to get refreshed on these guys. Like I want to, I want to learn about them. So all day, you know, Sunday, I, I, while I was like, you just, I was looking up at re, listening, watching everything, interviews, uh, right. little biographies. Yeah. And one of the things they talk about that there's an old interview that's like late 70s. They they predict the future now and they start asking them about weed. What do you think how weed and and they start saying that, look, like they believe that that like that this weed can help. There's medical purposes in them that could benefit for people help them heal them uh ease their pain blah blah blah, all this stuff and they just laughed at them like ah yeah right and that's true because it was like oh they were right all along like yeah look at weed now they do use it cancer patients like i from long ago i knew someone that was having to go through chemo and <laughs> they, they they lost appetite uh, so exactly. they yeah. they they took <clears throat> weed so that they can get an appetite and eat bro, you know bro Look, I'm just sharing this. I'm sharing it because I learned a lot with my dad. My dad was dying of cancer. You, you know, he was like, I've never, he was a strong man and he was losing a lot of his strength. So the weed really, I remember when we first gave him the, the, um, the it wasn't a shot. It was the uh, Richard Simpson, the oil, sorry. Yeah. Get this right. It was the oil. So we gave him a, a drop of that and we waited. And I went back to see him. He had his he had his arms on his head and his legs like kicking back, relaxed. I was like, Dad, how do you feel? Oh, I feel fine, Miko. I'm actually hungry. For the first time in months, <laughs> he didn't want to eat. Cool. So my mom made a beautiful homemade dinner. We sat down in the table. He still had the strength to get up, and we sat down, and yeah, we were just tripping out. Like he was happy. He enjoyed film and i said do you feel okay with this dan do you still want to eat he goes yeah i like this i want to just want to i don't want to take any of the other stuff dude all the other stuff gave him blood clots it gave him a heart attack dude i went to the oh it's horrible bro and the magic of weed and that's why chichin chong yeah i also did research you know and and they both are just i mean they were ahead of their time think about it bro this had was like early 70s it's took I me mean, for me it's been a lifetime i'm gonna be 50 in april so look where we're at now you know yeah. it's, it, it's like it's been it's crazy so yeah you know they say oh these were pot movies these are but well technically it, they they were like the very first one yeah, they, they were, did but yeah, of course 
Yeah, like see what what they what they talked about in interviews is that um they because it's it's kind of a funny one too where they're it's in the uk they're doing an interview in the uk and see the this was like maybe like a few years ago so it was recent this interview and they bring up that that when they did this movie like though they wanted to show that pot isn't bad basically like because at the time it was they were made it to me like it's it's evil, like the whole reefer madness, like it could make you kill your parents and blah, 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 like all this stuff in which he literally says that. And you hear the person interview. Oh, well, it's like literally say he's like, oh, but it might, you know, because in the UK, based on, you know, our buddies at Lore School Podcast, when we interviewed them, they brought up how like weed is still crazy illegal over there. Oh, I know. So yeah, that's why, yeah, like, yeah. the interviewer probably had to still say, like, act like as if weed is bad because they're they. But they were pointing out, like, no, we wanted to do this movie and show a different side. Like, this is what was going on, and anything you saw about weed was all negative. Well, we wanted to show how it's fun, like it's not bad, and that's kind of where, like, the you know the movie, like how they went down that route to do this. But at the same time, it all started from a skit, like skits that they would do, like they put all these skits together. Cause they go back like, <clears throat> so Cheech, like he, he was born here. Like it, it said he was born in, in South central, but they point him out to like East LA a lot all the time. And mostly I guess cause of the movie, but he, during the Vietnam war, he's like, F this dude. Like, I don't, I, I I'm against the war. I don't want to go. So he became a, dra- a draft dodger. Right. He, he bailed. He took off and he went to Canada Yeah. while he was in Canada and he was smart dude in college, everything like he bailed, he took off and he, he learned of this guy who was Chong, who was Tommy Chong, who was from Vancouver. His dad was Chinese and his mom was Canadian. So he's mixed. And um, he was a musician. So he was in a band with Motown and, and they, they've actually performed in acts and one of their opening acts was the jackson five before the jackson five broke huge um yeah, yeah. and and uh freaking they ended up firing him from motown in which this is the one thing i don't know if it's true or not because they didn't say it was a joke but cheech marin says they these like they fired him because they found out he wasn't black and then that's when like the guy the interviewer was like wait is that true because it sounds like a joke and they said, yeah, so I don't know if that's true or not. But, you know, at that point, you got this guy who owned a strip club who was, Ch- who was Chong and then Cheech, that was his nickname, Cheech. They, he gets introduced to him and then they start doing improv and they were doing jokes, falling flat, just being terrible. It wasn't until they start doing like, well, what's popular, like the hippie movements going on, weed, the subculture of drugs. So that's when they started doing all these skits with these characters with right. Pedro and the man. So it was like, you know, you got cheat like, hey, man, like, you know, let's do What's some, hey, yeah. let's do some drugs. Hey, let's, do, let's get some chicks. Let's rock and roll. Hey, let's and go. You got, you got Chong, man. Yeah. All right, yeah. man. Let's do this, man. And then boom, at that point, they, they started touring, making money, records. Yeah. And by that point, they're like, you guys got to make a movie out of this. And that's where they went. They ended up making a movie. See, I couldn't. Well, I see growing up. See, my dad was very. He wasn't. He was. I'm glad he was strict, because my dad was just old school. He didn't get Cheech and Chong. He told me, "I don't want you listening to these guys. Those are marihuanos." <laughs> <It's bad stuff. laughs> yeah, that was a history back then. You know, like, 
Okay, shit. I want so a friend of mine had a Cheech and Chong album and his dad was never home and the parents, he was always, he worked for like the Daily News. So he was like, you know, making all this money. And he was, that's why I got to enjoy MTV because his dad was, I mean, it was, he was into technology. So he bought all the, the high-end stuff. Not that yeah. my father couldn't afford it. It's just like, you know, he would always buy the cool stuff. And then, so anyways, we would just hang out, hang out with him and watch. Uh, I don't even know where the story is going now. See how this? Yeah, it's hitting. Me. <laughs> in the weed. What eh? the hell was I going to take? <laughs> what was I going? Well, where am I going with I, this? I don't know where you're going, but you started talking about how your father, your father. I couldn't even say it. I mean, your father. Yeah, míralo. Míralo, yo están todos drogados. You said your father no. was strict, and he didn't let you watch Chi Chi oh, Chong. Oh yes, movies. going back to Chi Chi Chong. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so. Uh, I got to listen to one of their their records with my friend. So yeah. we put it on and dude, it was funny just to listen to them. To hear that kind of comedy and kind of like, that was like, what are you guys listening to? And, you know, nothing, mom. You know, and the mom was there, always there, but she didn't know what we were listening to. Yeah. And uh, So I didn't get to see a movie till later on in my life. Like probably my adult life. Like, oh, I'm gonna check this out. And then I would break out and join the seminar enjoy this and break out a joint and yeah. watch this. And I just recently, I watched this and I really enjoyed it. This was like, not like what people thought back in what it was like, I, you know, people say, ah, don't watch that. That's not who didn't get it. And me watching it today, I got it. And it's still hilarious. I trip it, out just the comedy that these two, you know, generated together. Dude, like the whole, the whole, the whole like first intro. How, how many, how many minutes is in just the whole car when he gets in the car to like? Yeah, that whole thing is hilarious, dude. By the way, by the way, these guys. Okay, so yeah, like you said, they made their record. They're all you know, and they say, "Hey, what's next?" Well, let's do a movie, and that's how Up and Smoke became yeah. their first movie. And they weren't getting paid. They were like, fuck, let's get our friends. So they got their friends involved. So, and they were pretty much improving everything, like making things up as the movie. They kind of like, they knew where they wanted to go in the direction. But see, that's what's cool about this movie because it was so free. Like the script, there's it was written as they went along, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, because like, like there's this one guy <clears throat> that they, 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 they said it was a producer called Lou Adler. No, uh, did I say Lou Adler? Lou Adler. I just want to make sure it's the correct. Uh, yeah, Lou Adler. Okay. He, he's directed by him, Lou Adler. He he saw them do a show, so he came to them and said like, "Hey, you guys should let's make a movie. Come on, let's do this." So yeah, oh, yeah so yeah. they went. They went to Paramount Pictures. Yeah. yeah. They they went. They filmed it, and then they went and did a screening for the head bigwig, Michael Eisner at the time. He was the head of Paramount. Paramount. He's the guy who, after we left Paramount, was running Disney for a good amount of years. Well, Eisner saw this and said, "What the hell is this? This is garbage. Like, I don't want to release this." So then Lou Adler said, "All right, you know what? I'm gonna buy it from you guys, so I could own it." So right. he went and put in. He paid. You know, he's like, "Go ahead." So he took the movie and had to put in his money because he believed in this film. I bet it was eight hundred dollars. It was made for eight hundred dollars, bro. Eight hundred bucks. Yes, what and that was from an interview. Not eight hundred thousand dollars. Not eight hundred dollars. Pinchy pato right here. 
have swore cheats said eight hundred dollars, bro. No, eight hundred. No, because I saw the eight hundred thousand. Eight hundred. Okay. They Damn. probably just said eight hundred, referring to a thousand, because because yeah, they 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 you know that's yeah, how much. Course. That's right. how much it costs. Look, if you go to Wikipedia, and they were making money, two million. The budget was not two million. No, it, it wasn't. They, they said it was eight hundred thousand. Okay. And then Paramount was like, "All right, you know what? We'll buy it back. We'll put it in distribute. Blah blah blah." So, the Paramount decided to bring it back on board, and this movie was just the amount it cost was a massive hit, and it was oh, huge dude. for them. Huge. Yeah, these guys were 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 um ahead of their time concert yeah level openers because yeah. that's this is the one one of the things i do remember from the uh the what you want to call it behind the music episode or whatever not the behind the music but each other mm-hmm. story cheech and chong they were showing footage that there was big rock bands of the time from like the the late 70s to like early 80s like were having them open for them and think, people think, were loving them, were think, cheering them. Like, yeah, dude, they were at a rock level audience, dude. Like, like that stadiums. Lily, I've been watching Elvis uh, videos. I don't know why, but I think I think they met. They also met Elvis. I don't know. Probably. I mean, they met a lot of people. Like, like that's why. Oh well, yeah. Chong, but- Chong knew Michael Jackson, and he would tell him. Chong would tell Cheech. He would be like, he's like, you know, he's like, hey, uh, he's like. We 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 discovered them, man. We brought them on, better better. And he's like, <laughs> he's like they're big because of us. And then Cheech is like, yeah, get out of here. And he said one time it was like 80, 85 or some shit. They were at the Roxy, and he saw Michael Jackson. So Cheech beelined it straight to him and went to Michael and he asked him. He said, "Is it true that Chong discovered you guys?" And and Michael Jackson responded like he does the whole. Thing. <laughs> yeah, and then he's like. He's like Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, he. he, he yeah, brought, I know. It was because yeah. you know he brought us on, and he's like, "What the hell?" He was telling the truth this whole time. Like, yeah, like they have like a fascinating life, and these guys were smart. Like they were smart, but they were playing these dumb. You know, characters. exactly. You would think, ah, these guys are dumb. You know, they're a bunch of hippies who are just smoking weed, and they're you know you gotta, you know, these guys are just are going nowhere. They're just promoting low lives and all that. I mean. I don't know, bro. I mean, I don't know if people were like living their life back then. I mean, it was kind of funny, kind of yeah. what life was back in the late seventies. I love the fact that this film was filmed all over LA, dude. I can spot oh. every location, especially the two ten freeway, bro, and yeah. that whole neighborhood, like Old Town Pasadena. No, yeah. no, I'm sorry, Old Town. That, that, that's not South, South Pasadena. You know the, and then they filmed. Uh, well, Riverside Drive, dude, which is they're... off the 10 freeway. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> it's just awesome. And there, there's there's this one cool little part because this is like awesome, like history right here. This is for like the geek side because it's this was when it was released. They're, they're on Hollywood Boulevard. In the background, you see the Chinese theater on, yes. the, on the marquee. Hold on, it's, hold on, hold what? on, hold on. Wow, did you spotted that one too, huh? Yeah, did you see what it said? Yes, can we say it together? Yeah, yeah, all right, ready? One, what? two, three. It's Star, Star Wars. Wars. Yeah, what is Star Wars. And I'm just yeah, like, dude. wow, dude. I that actually is like- paused it. I paused it, bro, because I remember, dude, talk about nostalgia. Yeah, shit took me back because I was in my, my father or, took me to see Star Wars with the family in line and seeing that marquee, bro. 
Yeah, and then that was that's, that time. That's it was like, 1979. That's history right there. Yeah, Ooh, fucking. Yeah, so I, if you watch this film, you guys, you're going to see a lot of history. Like, if you look around, like, f- for that, you know, like we just mentioned right now, that one scene where they're driving down Hollywood and you see the man's Chinese and you see Star Wars. That was happening at that time. And then, like, one of the things about this film that I find kind of creepy. <laughs> it's creepy, but it was so normal back when. Not 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 the the pervy part, but what just what you would do is that back when like people would like hitchhike all the time. Like like nothing. Like they oh, would hitchhike dude. always. Yeah. And that they kind of like make still... they do that with Chong he's hitchhiking. <laughs> but like, you know, even then like like cuz Cheech pulls up to these two girls they seriously look like they're high schoolers. And he asked them, hey, you want to ride? They're like, no. He's like, sure, we can, no. And then he even says, he's like, ah, they're jailbait anyways. I was like, what the Oh, fuck? my God. Dude. I was like, that was kind of creepy. But yeah, dude, like this movie, like about, I, I honestly love this movie. The jokes in this film are fucking funny. Like when he goes like, he's like, when he has the joint, he's like, he's like, he's like, hey, man, what is this, man? And he's like... Mostly Maui Wowie, man. Yeah? But it's got some Labrador in it. What's Labrador? It's dog shit. What? Yeah, my dog ate my stash, man. Had it on the table and the little motherfucker ate it, man. Yeah? So I had to follow him around the little baggie for three days before I got it back. Really blew the dog's mind. You mean we're smoking dog shit, man? And then and then I like when they're like, all right, see this movie. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's let's do it real quick. Yeah. So the movie is uh directed by Lou Adler. It stars Tommy Chong and Cheech Marin. This movie was released in 1978, and this movie is the very first film that started the genre the genre today of the stoner comedy so when you when you see friday when you see freaking um, all of them all of them yeah harold and kumar you know and i'm I'm trying to remember the rest these guys are the godfathers that started it out so these guys were the first after this was that's it and all these stoners (laughs) respect cheech and chong i saw an interview where yeah. Snoop Dogg wasn't excited to join the interview to talk to these guys. Well, yeah, dude, they're the Godfathers, and, bro. Yeah, and then like the the guys who wrote Harold and Kumar, they 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 were ha- they were like so like inspired by Up and Smoke because Up and Smoke. Here's the thing about this film: you had a a Chicano, and then you had a guy who was who was mixed. He was half Chinese, and. They they were they they didn't look like your average actors of the time making oh, this stoner no movie. So that's why these writers they knew they said they knew a lot of Asian guys and a lot of you know Indian guys, and that's why they they wrote their film, and and they felt comfortable making the leads, uh, an Asian and an Indian guy, the Harold and Kumar, and they they and they there's an interview with them talking about that, like they attribute everything of their first film two up in smoke like all these guys like they 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 actually like give credit to the, the these guys i mean this was like huge especially because i mean come on like at the time of hollywood at this time 
all you saw was white people. So it was awesome to see, you know, a Chicano on screen, you know, aside from Edward James almost here's Cheech Marin doing these films and having this character, like it, it not was only, not only that, the freedom to do something about weed. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. So yeah. Yeah. So the, the movie's about two guys who just start, they found each other and they want to hang out. They want to form a rock and roll band. In yeah. Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> and I just want to find a joint and get high. That was it. That's what the, that, whole, that's movie what the whole movie <laughs> Yeah, that's what it's about. So, so, so through throughout the movie, but then you have the cops too who are out there, the narcs. And oh, I love yeah. this guy is hilarious, dude. Sergeant Sedenko. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That guy's hilarious. He's just so desperate to catch his first big heist. Like, and he keeps and getting peed on. <laughs> oh, dude, you get peed on. Oh, dude, those guys, it was just excellent casting because these guys are like, we're representing the cops back in the, <laughs> those days catching pot you know i love that one scene when they're in the border and, oh, uh, with the they, nuns yes but they went in <laughs> love you're i have you on screen stupid my wife is getting all naked right now in front of you <laughs> what? i didn't even notice i'm on camera love <laughs> All right, so <laughs> all right, let, let's let's talk about scenes because honestly, yeah. like I, I I gotta admit that the film starts off really strong. The middle part, I, I feel like it's towards the end where it starts to get a little slow until the, the performance, but there's a certain part where it kind of goes a little it because in the beginning, it's joke after joke, dude. It's hilarious. Well, it's it funny. Has to, yeah, it has to start that way. Of course, it's going to have his, his dips, you know, in this type of movie. You know, it's like it's hard to be, it's like high throughout, what, an hour and a half of this film? You yeah. know, from like, oh, man, I'm so high. I've never been that high for an hour and a half watching a movie like this. Well, when, he's, when he's so high, he's like, hey, man, he's like, hey, man, am I driving okay? He's like, oh, dude, that scene was hard, hilarious. man. <laughs> and I'm, dude, there's some things that people just need to trip out. How in the hell did that car drive in the highway with all that smoke? Right? Who was driving it? Even if I was a, like sober, as there's no way. Um, unless I was a remote control and they used it and they used See, I thought that too in like in a, it had a, to, bro. a visual aspect of like the production side. I'm like, how'd they pull this off? Like, where, See, how that's did they what draw I, this? Yeah, when, the, when they were no, because look, 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 I'll save you, I'll save you, I'll save you, I save you. Okay. Um, if you watch that scene, that car is hauling ass with smoke inside, and there's yeah. cars. You know, it's like no, it's just it's crazy how they would they would uh film. It, it is, Special and effect. then like I like when like afterwards he's like, "Hey man, what's in this man? I don't know what kind of." He's like, "What would you give me, man? I don't know." <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, he's like tripping out. He's like, oh, you give me acid, dude. Oh my god, I'm gonna fucking drink. No, he, no he he does it by accident. See, movies have done that trope where they're like, "Here, take this," and then they take it. And then they're like, wait, hold on. No, that's the wrong thing. Take this instead. Yeah. Like, movies have done that. Like I could think of another one with, with Jack Black in it called Orange yeah, Cap. Yeah. 
like yeah. where they it's the wrong pills are given well here right. they start where he's like here he's like here man take this and then he takes it he's like oh wait hold on man don't take it and he's like he's like why is like i almost gave you the wrong stuff why took it and he's like oh he's oh. like what do you mean oh he's like you just took the most acid out of anybody in my life he's, he's like, like i hope you're not busy for a month oh yeah dude that was hilarious hey man am i driving okay I think we're parked, man. God damn, I was in that shit, man. I never had no dope like that before in my life, man. That's the heaviest shit I ever smoked, man. I mean, I smoked a lot of shit before, man. But God damn, man, that's heavy shit. You okay? I can't breathe. What's your man? I can't breathe, man. We're just right here. Hey, man. Oh. Hey, hey, I got something to mail you out, man. You're just freaking oh. out here. Yeah. never smoked no shit like that before. Take these, What? Man. Take these. This will melt you out, man. What is this, man? I'm just taking them, man. Oh. Hey, hey, don't take those, man. What? I almost gave you the wrong shit, man. Hey, man, I already took them, man. Oh. Hey, what do you mean? Oh. <laughs> wow, man. Hey, what was that shit, man? You just ate the most acid I've ever seen anybody eat in my life. Hey, man, I never had no acid before, man. Because I hope you're not busy for about a month. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I counted the times that they got pulled over by the cops. I think it was four. You <laughs> got four pulled times. over a lot. Yeah, which, four times, dude. Which is your favorite? There's one of my favorites when they... Oh, uh, dude. Uh, I like the one where <laughs> they're driving the Yeska van. No. Yeah, the, I was the telling cop. my kid, no, not you. Oh, no, <laughs> and the cop, dude, and he comes over and he's like, hey, man, can I have that? He's like, what, the hot dog? Yeah. <laughs> because dude, when he, he got a big, he got a big sniff out of the joint. I mean, because it was like from was, the exhaust. Yeah, it was, no. yeah. What? No, 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 something was burning from the back. Yes, a little bit from the exhaust. It was because you know the van is made out of weed. Yeah, though that's how they <laughs> that's how they sneak it in. That's kind of like one of the subplots about yeah. the movie is this these narcotics narcotics. Yeah, not I can't say it, but the narcotics, narcotics. agents narcotics. Yes. are trying to get like they're trying to stop these everybody from weed or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So what Mexico is doing is they they basically build cars, t televisions, things out of weed, and they ship them here. So that's how they <laughs> they're doing it to so not get caught. So Cheech and Chong, they're in Tijuana. <laughs> I like, you know what? I never caught this before. I love how they 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 have how they go to Tijuana. He's like, they're at a house like, hey, it's La Migra. Don't worry about it. My cousin called it. He's getting married and it's a it's a free trip. Oh, so dude, I love La Migra on himself. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, if you guys everybody... are wondering what La Migra is, it's immigration. It's the it's the officers. <laughs> Uh, and then so he calls La Migra on himself and all his family. So they get a free bus ride to Tijuana for his wedding. <laughs> I found that hilarious. Bro. I was like, I don't remember that. There's stuff like, because it's been years since I've seen this movie. Yeah, but... I, I, I just caught that too, dude. I was hilarious. Like, oh, that's. <laughs> yeah. So while they're in TJ, they're supposed to pick up a van that they don't know it's a it's a van covered in weed so they bring it across the u.s but there's that scene that freddie was referencing that i love because 
the 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 cop is gonna pull him over. So so Chong is like, he's like, hey man, like get, come out. I don't have my license. He's like, what do you mean you don't have your license? Yeah. He's like, come on, man. And then so the cop's about to walk up, and I love it because when the cop walks up, you got Chong sitting on Cheech's lap. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> and it looks hilarious. So like that just hilarious. the way they look is funny. But then the cop looks at him and he's like. What Whatever. do you want? <laughs> no, yeah. he just says, what do you want? <laughs> They're like, what? What do you guys want? <laughs> Nothing. Uh, you mind if I have a bite of your uh, hot dog? Oh, yeah, yeah, man. You can have the whole thing. Yeah. Right. Okay. Want some Fritos? Come <laughs> on. I won't. What? And he's the high. And I'm like, that saves him. That's when he gives him the hot dog. So there's that funny moment. You know, like there's a lot, like there's a lot of great, great, oh, dude. great stuff in this movie. The other scene, the other scene, sorry, that I'm just I no, no, that. that's the point, man. We're just revisiting Bro, and talking about the stuff we love. When when Chong is in the kitchen and that girl walks oh, in oh, and Chong, Ajax. and he's like, Yeah, and he's messing around with like Ajax, like, and he's got he made some lines just joking around this girl walks in and she's like oh where have you been all my life yeah she's like and he's like oh my god and she takes a full-on snorting all four lines of ajax and dude (laughs) this chick was hilarious dude when she starts going (laughs) oh i went dude her like when she gets high she's like Oh, oh man, dude, that's how she was hilarious, bro. And then she does it again later on throughout the, the film. Yeah, See, you gotta See, catch. There, there's a lot of those moments in this film. Yeah, there's there, there's a dip, but then it picks up again towards the end. And yeah, then it's a fun right. Like there's, it's towards the end. There's a little part where it's just like when they're getting to the whole battle of the bands, you know. And what's cool is that they fill a lot of the music in this movie. Like, all right, this is confusing. Honestly, this is confusing. So the cops come. Remember when in the beginning when they were one of the first pullovers? Yeah. They're Cheech just picks up Chong. He's like, Thanks, man. He's like, Oh, I had to sleep outside. My I almost freeze my balls off, you know. Like, right, right. and he picks him up and stuff. As a, a cop pulls up and then a random car crashes into the cop. Oh, car. dude, I started laughing. What the, hell? Like, what the hell was that? I was like, but that was hilarious because they were like, hey man, that's how you boom. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a skit. And- yeah, and then they took off. Well, that was the kid, and they're like, "Fuck it, I, I'm able to get away, man." So they yeah, were able to get away. But that was hilarious and <laughs> random. This, you know, those cars were made of steel, bro. In the '70s, let me tell you, man, there was no fiberglass. It was like, bam. Yeah, because like that—that's one of their skits. Um, I think it might be Wink Dinkerson, maybe. I don't know. It's one of their skits from their first album. Uh, um, okay. Where where they they do that where they're like he picks them up and he's like hey man you can't get a lift he's like yeah come on and they do that like oh it's like here's this weed and he drives off like he's like let me off here so they that's part of the skit but when they when they get pulled over he's high and they're trying to hide it and he's stoned and he's like he's like what's your name he's like doesn't I say my name right there you know and this and that and and like when they 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 go to like to court. And it's weird because they go to court and then after the court scene, it's like an, a regular day. So it's like weird because it's like, why do they go to court? Did they use that just to play one of their songs? Because they play a song from their album. It's the, yeah, it's I was that. framed, you know, and yeah, then, I was framed, which is a, a, a song from the, uh, 
Yeah, it's a it's a cover. Oh, it's a cover, yeah. From yeah. the 50s. Yeah. But then after that, it shows him like back at the house just chilling. Like, what that was that was a but weird heard, well no, part. it's you, you go into court and you sing your song and then you go back home and smoke <laughs> one week. That's that was it, bro. Fucking I gotta go eat a hot dog. I'm hungry. Well, dude. next time I go, if I ever go to court, I'm on next time como. Whenever time. I go to court, I'm gonna sing a song and maybe they'll let me go. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I sing the mode. You like it, Judge? <laughs> but yeah, but like you know, they're it's like it's a they, movie, it's a pod movie, dude. Um, we gotta keep it going, remember. we gotta keep it going, man. Yeah, all the the nuns with the nuns, like when they're oh, first that was going, hilarious. They're trying to get through the van, like through the border, and then yes. he's like, Hey, get rid of that. It's like, All right, man. So he throws it over and it lands in the nun's car, and then that's when he's like, How been, how long you been in Mexico? And he's like, Uh, how long you guys been in Mexico? A week, I mean, they did that day. Which one is it, a week or a day? It's a weekday. You got any narcotics or marijuana in here? <coughs> uh, not anymore. What? <laughs> a weekday. <laughs> and then that's when the nuns thing the catches on fire. And then there's like a, they, they, that's how they get out the distraction because all the, they think they're the. Yeah. Well, you know. the, the narcs are there, and then and then all the cops up. This is it. This is the high bus we've been waiting for, and yeah. it's the nuns. <laughs> and then when they search them, did you see some of their Oh, faces? yeah. Some of them were like, ooh. They're like, yeah, they're like, like oh. in shock, like, oh, no one's been touching me there. Whoa, yeah, whoa. Only, only Jesus. Ay, Dios mío. I like the one Spanish phrase that he, he actually says <laughs> in the whole entire movie is when he pulls out the giant joint. He goes, hijo de la chingada. That's the yeah, only time you hear him speak Spanish in the whole exactly, movie. Exactly. <laughs> but it, but hey, Lowrider, the song came out in this movie, dude. When you hear Lowrider, everyone thinks of George Lopez now, you know, the show. But right here, dude, it starts off with that song. By the way, George Lopez stole Cheech's joke when he goes, Oh, what? What happened? Why can't I cannot breathe? I can't breathe. Oh, really? He said that first, yes. And it's that scene when they're in the car and he thinks he's going to die because he took all those, you know, he took the acid, you know, and he's like, oh, no. And watch that scene exactly at George Lopez. It's but George cheap. Lopez talks about a heart attack, no? Same thing. I, but, but, he, the, no, just, but the way he said it, bro. Oh, the way okay. he, oh I cannot breathe. Oh, I, got, I, I got a pain in my chest. In my chest. And I, I cannot breathe. breathe. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. I got a pain in my chest, and I can't breathe, dude. No, well, he, this, he added it, that probably. I mean, no, George Lopez. In two thousand five, in two thousand five, right, or maybe two thousand four. I don't know what year it was. Okay, but at my old job at Rainforest, um, when it would be inventory time, a lot of the coworkers would be in the back with me because I was a stalker. So we would have. I always I bought a boombox so I could play my music and shit, and like I had. CDs of George Lup- Lupus. <laughs> Lupus. Oh my George God. Lupus. Dude. <laughs> Let's stay away from George Lupus. Like <laughs> in George Lupus. Um... <laughs> George Lupus. No, George oh Lupus. George Lopez. Lopez. God See. damn it. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, so I, I had like albums and I worked with a lot of white people back when and they always wanted me to play. George Lopez. So that comedy CD that featured that 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 record, the I got a pain in my chest and Gabriel got played oh, a lot this I one work, year for inventory. I was working, I was working in a editing uh, uh, studio too during that time, and 
Yeah, all my white friends. Hey, play that George Lopez, dude. That guy's funny, man. I couldn't breathe. Oh, that's funny, dude. <laughs> you play that? It's like, like the first three times I didn't mind, but it got to the point where like I was like, okay, yeah, no, like, I'm like and then I got we... Carlos Mencia, and then they, they wanted just for me to play that all the time, you know. Uh, Carlos Mencia, get out of here! But nah, he, he, he's a faker. He's, he's a faker he's, stealer. He's, yeah, he stole all the jokes. But then oh. he'll. This is you know what you know what I hate about Carlos Mencia because this is what he says. He's like, you hate, you I, hate. I, I I've been recording. All my all my stand-up acts, every single performance I ever did, I recorded. So if you say I, I stole a joke, you tell me which one, I can go in my archives, I could find it when I first did it, and I did it first. Dude, pendejo. Get out of here. I mean, yeah, we hate Bill Cosby now, but even he stole from him. There's like right there, Bill Cosby, one of his early shows stole that joke. He, there's a lot of stuff he stole. Dude, I'm sorry. He stole, yeah, like, he said, get out of here, fucking. Tal verga, tal, tal you like what? What joke did I steal? Huh? What did I steal? I'm a I'm joke. Sure, like, I'm like, really, dude. I, I'm gonna sit there and have you wait. Uh, here, uh, here's the video from 1990 something, whatever. Here's the when I first get the hell out of here. I don't that's just, that. That's just one of those things that it's a defense, uh, like dude, he uses because yeah, yeah. like, there's no way you're gonna be like, okay, well, go find it. Like he's just, dude. I just recently saw the most recent interview with him and he's still bullshitting, dude. He's still like, oh, come on. Like he said that. Yeah. I'll I'll show you the, you know, yeah, I, I, I'll show you the uh, jokes that I did. Dude, what, there's this I'm documentary like, called I Am Comic, a documentary, I Am Comic. And you can find this online if you want to find this clip. But in the in that documentary, he says, hell yeah, I steal jokes. He's like, I'm like a like a rap bar artist. Like, I, 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 I hear it. I, I, it's like a sample I take and I make it better. Listen to me and look at me when I tell you this with all honesty. If you think that I steal jokes, fuck yeah, you're right. Of course I fucking steal jokes. Are you out of your fucking mind? When I come to a comedy club, you better run, bitch. You better get the fuck off stage. Because if anything you say is even remotely funny, I'm going to make it mine. And all I'm going to do is say Mexican in the front. I'm like a rapper. I just sample shit and make it my own. Was that really my song? I don't know. But it sounds like mine. But it kind of sounds like somebody else's. It's a hit, bitch. Dave Chappelle talks about that, too. And he, learned, he talked about that. He learned that lesson at a very young age when he started, you know, knowing about the business and some guy stole one of his jokes. Well, yeah. he said, can I borrow your, your one of your jokes? And he goes, yeah, sure, man. That's cool. I'll let you borrow my joke. And then when they played a gig together, the guy went up knowing that Chappelle was there. He said his joke and now oh. Chappelle couldn't do his joke. And then Chappelle later on said, hey, man, you know, I don't mind you using my joke, but don't do it when I'm like... Yeah, here and I'm gonna do it. And he's like, "So what?" So it's like, "What are you gonna do about it? It's mine now." Ah, you know why? I, I I I think I've seen that interview. Yeah, yeah. So I, that was I, a tough I, lesson. So, but that's what I'm saying. Going back to Cheech and Chong. Yeah, I know we went off on a tangent. No, no, Sorry, no, but... no, no. But everybody, dude, from from all these comics, they all they've all learned from these guys because these guys were the first stoners. Well, yeah. To give us that kind of entertainment. Not only that, to make millions for the studios to say, wow, there's a market for the marijuanos. But here's Let's the do thing. It. They were a comedy act for the movie. Yeah, of course, of course. They, they started, built it up. Yeah. They have, like, look, their first album, 1971, Cheech and Chung, their first album. And that's Dude, where I was born in 1971, bro. There the you first go. Album, they're so, so, that's the what I'm saying. I, I grew up 
<laughs> listening to, I mean, the whole. And they, they, it won a Grammy for best comedy recording at yes. the 14th annual so, Grammy Award, number 14. God bro, damn. Dude, there was no others like them. Oh, they no, no. It first. was nominated, but it lost to Lily Tomlin. I th- well, they won a Grammy, but I don't know which record. Won a Grammy? God dang, Los Marihuanos won a Grammy? Oh, yeah, who, who they won a who Grammy. Who cares? See, they have Dave. This is where the Dave Worlders knocking like, hey, man, I got the stuff. Let me in. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, it's me, Dave. Dave's see, not here, man. Yeah, that, but then It came Dave. from that. It's Dave, man. Will you open up? I got the stuff with who? me. Dave, man, open up. Dave? Yeah, Dave. Dave's not here. No, man, I am Dave, man. Will you come on? Open up the door, will you? I got the stuff with me. I think the cops saw Who me. Who is it? Oh, what the hell is it? Go, man, open up the door. It's Dave. Who? Dave, D A V E. Will you open up the goddamn Dave? door? Yeah, Dave. Dave? Right, man, Dave. Now, will you open up the door? Dave's not here. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, but now they're making films and they're they're generating even more money now in films. Yeah, they have like a lot. Of, like they have a, a, a w- some other songs that it was in the movie. It's um it's off of the wedding album. <laughs> even like Duran Duran, they have an album, but it's actually called the wedding album. They have it's called Eric My um with Alice Bowie. Is it Eric? How do you spell Eric, love? E A R A C yeah so it is earache <laughs> sorry i'm a prayer. uh earache my eye that's the one where his like um that's the song they play at the end of the, the roxy because they went yeah, yeah. all the bands and that was one of their their that's songs so that cool like, to see that song just, is so massive oh yeah it's huge i just like the fact that there were shots of the roxy during that time what was happening at the roxy if you see the 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 billboards out in front where it said new wave it was new wave night and it was better of the band so you got to see what was happening in la all these bands and like yeah. those were real, real bands real local bands from la playing at yeah. the roxy bro dude i've been fortunate to play there five times in my lifetime bro yeah roxy and it's a fucking legend it's still there today thank god i don't know how long it's going to be those places but like you still have the whiskey but yeah the roxy bro they played the roxy and that whole scene and the movie is so famous him wearing the you know, the, dude, uh, there's been some the conventions dress. I've gone to where like they I've caught like a few cosplayers dressed like that. It's so cool. I know I have oh, a dude. picture with one iconic, of them. iconic. Yeah, with the like the Mickey ears, the 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 pink tutu. Yeah, and they play that like I know like like a lot of artists have covered Eric with my like one of the more the what I I know my wife just said one, but I don't remember who she she was referring to, but like. I know Corn has it, and they got Cheech Marin to do the lead, the vocals. So at oh, the cool. end of "Follow the Leader," yeah, the last song they play that, and it's Cheech Marin singing along to it. So they so it's it's pretty cool and then the uh you know a bunch of other bands that oh so, and then uh 
Eminem sampled the actual on one of his on one of his albums for revival. But yeah, dude, that's it's huge. It's like like this movie. Well, they're they're icons, dude. The legend. It's groundbreaking. It's These ground... characters are groundbreaking. Yeah, and to this day, bro, look, they're still alive. Uh, uh, um... Yeah, they're still alive. Chong went to jail because he was selling bongs. Yeah, it was for ridiculous. nine months, dude. And by the way, if you guys want to know about that, you can find that interview on YouTube. There's a documentary all about Chong. You can watch it free on YouTube. Yeah, so check that out. And uh, not only, and he also had cancer. And he, by him, just cannabis, five, all gone. Oh five, yeah. he it was his first. It was prostate. Yeah. And he said weed cured him. Like he yeah, all he did was started. That's when he started doing weed again. But yeah. then he got uh, rectal recent, his most recent cancer. So he's just doing a lot of weed. Um, they also have a roast of Chichin Chong on it's on the whole thing is on youtube i watched it it's really good it's really funny they got some funny oh. jokes there um and then you have two comedians who are no longer around ralphie may and Gior- greg giraldo they're oh. there they're there but the, you know they've passed yeah. but then yeah. you also see geraldo rivera you know it's weird seeing him because right now he's so far right and like so pro like all the, it's oh, just that like guy terrible is but back yeah. when like you see him there and he was he was huge friends with chich and yeah. chong that's why he's there and he's like oh i've been all over we've smoked everywhere blah 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 tom arnold's there like it's a, it's a good one for for some reason what's his name the guy from that 70s show the the one latino i forget his name he was on he was there yeah wilmer valderrama from the the hit mtv show your mama okay <laughs> no that's fucking garbage but anyways you could there's a lot of stuff on chichin chong you could watch uh they they have if i have apple uh music so i was able i was listening to a lot of their skits their albums and stuff they're huge um they did have a falling out and chong admits to it was him and here's the reason why and cheech they've talked about it yeah they chong by the second film became the director and he got it got to his head he wanted to be in control about everything like he got so demanding that him and cheech started clashing so at that point cheech just said i'm gonna go off and do something on my own and that's why he went and did born in east la you know that that is from a song get out of my room yeah exactly we had that album and the the vhs when i was a kid we watched it all the time and Uh, that's where born in east la came from and they're like hey that song is so funny let's make a movie out of it so they came to him let make a movie so he's like all right so they made a movie but chong wasn't in it that was the first time except for el jesus the jesus picture in the that's Chong. That's him. Yeah, that's Chong, exactly, you know? dude. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> well, there's a little bit of him in that movie. Yeah, and then the one of the last movies they did was wasn't Cheech and Chong anymore. I mean, the they they didn't want to do their Pedro and the Man style characters like, right. hey man, like yeah. they did something completely different, and different. that movie was a huge flop. And but yeah, well, and then because it's 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 what the audience wants. I mean, as I'm saying, look at what happened. You know, even Chong said, the more money, the more greedy people get and you lose your mind. You're making, yeah. all, you know, you're making all this movie, all this cash, you know, yeah. you're smoking in this dope. 
in the yeah. 2000s, I remember they, they tried doing reunions. Like, I remember when they first did a reunion, like, they first came back, like, oh, Cheech and Chong. But it always bothered me because Cheech needs his mustache. I hate the way Cheech looks as his character without the mustache. It I know, doesn't... I know, but you know what? It's like... Hey, he needs to grow it. He can grow it. Like It's like, I don't it's know. A, it's like Yanni, too, dude. He took that shit off, too. If you don't know who Yanni is, he's a major <laughs> new, new age musician. I love that shit. But he took it off, too. And I was like, dude, yeah. ponte, el, ponte el mustache. No, ese no es Yanni. Ese es, no, ese es el... El ya no tiene, ya no tiene el mustache. <laughs> yeah. Dude, one day, one, one Halloween, I dressed up like Yanni, bro. Oh, it really? Funny. Yes, I dressed up all white like he does, and I had the mustache. Dude, yeah. Long hair, it looked amazing. And I had a keyboard with me. And people caught it, you're like, hey, Yanni. I was like, yeah. You're like, oh, you got it. <laughs> but going back to, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, People grow out of their characters, you know, and sometimes. They well, no, they they they're proud. They they're glad. They they've been trying to do a reunion. They tried to do a movie, but if um like that's when he first got the cancer, and yeah. so they they paused it. Then they came back again, tried to do a reunion again, and they were set to do a movie. They actually did do a whole tour of like the Cheech and Chong tour. They came back, sold out everywhere. Dude, those guys did really well. Bro. But th- when he went to jail, that's what stopped the movie. Yeah, so they're in their 70s. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah they're they're in their 70s. And one of the 70s. things though, w- there's this one movie that was never made and it was it almost happened and and I swear like it was in the 80s and I wish it would have gotten made. And they were trying to do it in the style of like back then, do you remember Abbott and Costello? They would do Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, yeah. meet the mummy, meet, yeah. you know, the invisible man. They wanted to do that. Cheech and Chong and Jason. So they had Cheech and Chong as camp counselors while Jason shows up and starts killing. And they're there like, what the hell? Like, and they would have been like a half comedy hash, but it never, it never got produced, but it almost became a thing. I was like, fuck, like that would have been so cool to see Cheech and Chong and Jason. Yeah, it's just one of those that in an alternate wow. universe, it exists. Kind of like Jane Silent Bob. They almost did a Jane Silent Bob with like horror characters with like Hellraiser. Uh, was it Freddy, Jace, Michael Myers? Because New Line Cinema at the time, oh, the Weinsteins owned some of these characters. He even had a talk with them and they almost did it, but it never happened with Jane. That's why when you watch... There's a movie with Freddy versus Jason. There's a character who's very much like Jay from Jane Silent Bob, who again, Cheech and Chong, Jane Silent Bob, dude. They're, they, he, you know, it came from that. But yeah, so there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That's our revisit of Up and Smoke, the Cheech and Up Chong and movie. Where we try to give you guys a lot. I mean, I feel like we gave a lot of history. So this song of the week, I'm going to give you a song of the week that's going to honestly fit perfectly. With this today, 420. So my song of the week comes from the band The Offspring. And the song that I'm going to give you is from their 1997 album. And it is a song called Mota. And it's really a song about just Mota getting high. Yeah. And and when the part when they say Mota, it literally sounds like it's Cheech. I don't think it's him because I can't find anywhere that says he's doing it, but it was a tough, 
tough song of the week. There were so many songs I wanted to pick, but I couldn't think of any. But I'll use those songs in the little videos that I'll be posting throughout the week. But there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. So my song of the week this week is Mota by The Offspring from the album Ixne on the Ombre. So that's it, ladies and gentlemen. All right, Freddie. Well, it was it's it's been fun. Thank you, man. You know, I, you. I when I go back and listen to this episode, like I hope it's it's good because I'm like we're probably laughing so much. <laughs> we're like, man, this was the best it's episode. Okay, ever. hey, we can take we can control it, dude. Yeah, we're you, good. Eh? We're good. We're good eh? So yeah, you gotta control it. You know, it's not crazy. Eh? Yeah, it's all good. So 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 I think it's time that me and Freddie and Pedro and the man get into our DeLorean cover. With Mota everywhere. Vámonos, let's go. <laughs> we drive through the border and travel back to the future.
Nah, no, bro. Like in, in high school, like that was all my friends. Like they were all like everybody was pious food. Like I even know one of my friends went to rehab in high school, and the reason why is because one of our one of our main friends was a huge pothead, and they would go to his house to go get high because he was a latchkey kid. So his mom and dad wouldn't come home until the evening. So they would go there, get all high at his house. But one day, one of the guys dropped a joint out of his pocket as they he was leaving the yard. So right. right there in the front yard is a joint. So when the mom got home, picked it up, saw the joint, and been like, what's this? At that point, he's like, fuck. Like, he got caught. So, you know, and he, he didn't want to rat out anybody. So he ended up going to rehab for a while. So he Damn, went, <laughs> for a joint. I know. For a joint, and now we're all, hey, and give me a package of seven uh, sativa <laughs> and a package of, uh, damn, dude. Yeah, dude. Like, it's, it, that's what's hilarious because anytime I do a delivery, yeah, everybody, like, there's almost on average, dude, like, I get one, two, maybe, like, three a week that will tell me, like, man, this is so weird. Like, like just ordering weed and you guys bring it to me. Like, I feel like this is dirty. Of course, like, of course, it's just so weird, dude. There's people in jail right now still because of these, of being caught with weed. And you know what? I I started learning more about weed when my dad got diagnosed with terminal cancer. Oh, okay. And we wanted, of course, we're you know we went through the doctors and the whole system and all that. And uh, unfortunately, the doctors are not there to help you. They're not there to, they're 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 just there to prescribe you the most incredible drugs that can kill you you know and so they were like giving my 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 dad all these all these drugs for to control his cancer and my dad was just falling apart taking all these so we wanted to take another measure we just went you know holistic we wanted to go natural and we went and found out more about marijuana and we did the richard simpson oil we ended up getting that from my father and you know what we took that helped my father he ended up getting his appetite of course he had terminal cancer but he went and my important my dad died on december 15th of 2013 yeah. but that last year he was off those medications and and just you know he lived a peaceful you know not with all those drugs bro he was just you know <laughs> i remember when i took my dad to a dispensary bro he went with me and uh, after taking it to the doctor and uh, I brought him, I, he goes, can't you just go get it for me, mijo? And I said, dad, no, you got to come with me. We need to get, you know, we, I took him to the doctor to get a prescription, you know, the license back then it was, this, this was seven years ago, bro. Yeah. So uh, we ended up getting his card and then I, I had to get one too, because you can't, you couldn't go into the dispensary without having those cards here in California. So then we walked in there and my <laughs> first thing my dad said was, was like, Wow, oh, mijo, it smells like mucha mota aquí. Wow. <laughs> and we walked in there, and then I said, my, we're like, well, what do you want? And, dude, my dad was like, this tripping out, like, ¿Qué está pasando? I don't know, I'm in pain. And sure enough, there was a guy there who helped us out and gave us and uh, the proper, you know, leaf, the proper uh, weed for my, my father. And uh, he ended up, you know, taking that and making his life a little easier towards yeah. the end. Bro, man. And then after that, I ended up smoking too and learning how to, about it. And, and, and <laughs> like just, it's my turn. <laughs> and it's my turn too, you know? And, and and believe me, and now with the pandemic, it's 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 kind of just really helped me out in a way because anxiety, stress, 
you know, the ups and downs with this pandemic, bro. And, 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 um, you know, weed has been a major, major, uh, everybody's made money. Those, those weren't closed during the pandemic. So, oh, so, no, yeah, this, no, we weren't, we, <laughs> we were right? open, bro. We were there. We were dude. open, right? We were, yeah. we were frontline. We were considered, considered, <laughs> you were considered, it's like considered, eh? <laughs> um, we were considered yeah. frontline workers. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly, bro. So, so for me, yeah, weed was around me when I was in my when I was young, but I didn't smoke it. I was I was just so anti. I didn't do any drugs. I mean, I just was so anti not doing drugs. And then later on, I was like, maybe I need some drugs, man. This fucking world is crazy. Shit, give me some of that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I well, was like, I like this. Yeah. I just, you know, seriously, they're like, oh, freeze a marijuana now. He said it on the podcast. <laughs> well, here's here's the what is oh hold on. This has been a Brothers Bear Network production. <laughs>